0: Have you ever wondered how to get an influencer on Instagram to talk about you or perhaps write a blog post about your property? Today's interview with Shane Barker, internet influencer marketing consultant is going to give you all the tips that you need to get started. ever looked at some of these amazing Instagram accounts that have millions of followers or the YouTubers who, I don't know, don't seem to do a huge amount, but have the most amazing following. I've watched my grandchildren watch YouTube videos of people unwrapping toys for hours and hours on end and wonder how these people get there to do what they do. And is it possible to tap in to some of this influence and get them to talk about our properties? Well, I can't imagine that somebody who spends their life unwrapping Lego is going to be talking about a vacation rental, but I could see that a travel blogger or a mommy blogger, who has a family that like to take vacations or perhaps somebody who is an influencer in a niche market that you are trying to tap into would be a great person to talk about your property. So it's come along such a long way since, you know, I started my business way back in the 1990s and got my first property in Ontario at that time. I hired a PR company in England to get the word out about what we were doing, which was renting properties in Canada, cottages in Canada on the waterfront. And we were doing this for the UK market. So we hired a PR PR company at enormous expense. And we got a few, what what we thought were really good hits. We had uh, a couple of major newspapers and magazines uh, sent journalists out to stay in our properties and then the promise to write an article, which they did. But sometimes it was months and months after they stayed that we actually saw anything in print. Once or twice when it happened, it came at completely the wrong time. We got very little out of it. And then there were a couple of others that really did help our business. Things have changed amazingly now. It's not so much a journalist from a glossy magazine or a newspaper that you want to come and stay at your property. It's perhaps somebody who has a huge following on social media. Because you know what happens if somebody's out there on social media saying, I stayed at this really, really cute place and. Look at these pictures of how cute it is. You want somebody out there doing that for you. But how do you do it? How do you get in touch with these people? How do you get into their world and get them to write about you, post about you? And of course, the other thing is, how do you know it's all worthwhile? How do you know that giving away time at your property, which is what you're going to have to do, how do you know that is going to have or give you the value that that you want out of the relationship? So my guest on the podcast today to talk about influencer marketing is Shane Barker, and he's a Sacramento-based serial entrepreneur, a veteran of the digital space, and a teacher. And he has a strong focus on influencer marketing as well as this. He's been involved in digital marketing for over 20 years. So we're going to ask him, you know, what is influencer marketing from the perspective of the person that's looking for an influencer to do the marketing? Okay. So without further ado, let's go on over to the podcast with Shane Barker. Mm so I'm super happy to have with me today Shane Barker. He's an accomplished digital marketing consultant works with celebrities and actually I'm just going to introduce Shane and get him to to tell us just a little bit about what he's doing now. So Shane it's a delight to have you on the show with me.
1: Yeah, Heather, thank you so much. We were excited about the opportunity to be able to speak with you and the audience on the podcast.
0: Yeah, it, we're talking today about Influences, or really we're talking, you know, we may move on to other things because the whole issue at the moment is, is about being seen in a, crushingly crowded market. And I say crushingly now because owners and property managers with a lot of properties are finding that their inventory is being pushed down and down and down. The listings on companies like Airbnb and Expedia, Verbo, Booking.com, unless you are premier partner or super host or some other New moniker that the, the online travel agencies are are giving out. You're going to be. It's going to be a struggle for anybody to find some of these properties. So we sort of started this uh, exploration about talking to each other because of the whole influencer. What would you call it? Um, the influ- uh, an influencer strategy, I guess. And yeah. I'm, I'm coming to this from seeing celebrities, I guess, out there talking about staying in a rental property. Many of them, you know, now they don't go to high-end resorts or hotels. They all go to a rental property. And I remember Obama going to Hawaii, always stayed in a vacation rental. So that's what I want to talk about. You know, how do we get, How do, just a simple question, how do we get somebody out there to talk about us?
1: Yeah. I mean, that's, you, you really hit the nail on the head. It, it's like anything, especially in the rental space, but it, it's like, how do you, how do you stand out in the crowd? Right. And especially, I mean, as you talk about real estate and the rental side of it, you know, you also have, I, I, also fix and flip property. So I'll kind of give you a little bit of my background. So I've been in the digital space for 25 years. Um, I actually teach a class at UCLA called personal branding and how to be an influencer. So in that, it's a class where we talk about how influencers can work with brands and how brands can work with influencers. And really, this is no different right? It's about being able to leverage somebody that has some type of um, influence online, whether that be a celebrity, whether that be a blogger, whether that be a videographer, somebody that can bring exposure to whatever you have, your product or service, and in this case, your rental property. So like you said, it's hard. It's becoming more and more difficult, right? You have the the big players out there that have uh, millions of dollars and they spend, or billions of dollars potentially, and they spend millions on SEO and everything else. And then it really just drowns you out, right? So there's, you know, it used to be, hey, you could just, as we talked about earlier, kind of joking is like, hey, you put a sign in front of your house and then people just start renting your property, right? That's the old school way of doing it. Now there's technology and there's all this kind of stuff that becomes daunting, right? Because in the past, you were just a real estate investor. You got a few properties, uh, you rented them out, they cash flowed, life was good um, and everything was awesome. Um, now we're in a situation where there's a lot of competition, right? And there's a lot of different places you can go to and with the VRBOs and the uh, other places, there's they dominate. And so how do we stand out? So really when we talk about influencer marketing, we talk about influencers and influencers can be a number of different things. I think one thing that we want to talk about is like influencer, you don't need to have a million followers to be an influencer and you don't necessarily have to be a celebrity. What I mean by that is if you're renting out your property, you don't have to go find Obama. Now I'm not saying don't have Obama stay at your place. Cause that probably would be great for PR and everybody. Well, at least one side of it would be good. And the other side might not be excited about that, but either way, Either way, it's it would be good PR to be able to have somebody a celebrity stay at your property. Um, if you do have somebody knock on your door and they are a celebrity, um, once again, I mean there there can be some leverage that can happen there from a PR standpoint. Assuming that they would want people to know right um, that they're that they're staying there, or at least they could vouch that they mm-hmm. stayed there in the past and they had a good time. So there is some leverage that needs to happen or could happen there. But with the let's say common influencers, the people that you know that have influence over their community that they've built you know, one of the things we're going to talk about today is how do we like, what is an influencer and how do we reach out to those individuals? Um, and then what do we negotiate? Right. That's kind of the question of the day, because we've seen this with hotels that I've, that I've consulted with. Um, they go, yeah, we get, you know, whatever, 50 people a day that are influencers, you know, the quotes, my quotes in the air where that are influencers and and we don't know what to do. Like we want to, you know, we offered them a free place. They came and they stayed, uh, they took one picture, um, and that was it. And they left. And, you know, we usually charge $500 a night and now like, what did we get out of it other than one picture, right? And so it's like, how do you, what do you negotiate with an influencer, right? What do you think is, is it what we call a value trade, right? Because you're giving up the value of your property, right? And assuming that, that nobody's staying there on a Wednesday night you say, okay, great. Let me go find an influencer, have them come in. And once again, everything is negotiable. So we'll, we'll, we'll go into this. I don't want to go heavy into it right now because we, we have a few minutes here, but mm-hmm. I just want to talk about the influencers. And, and I think what we'll talk about what it, what is an influencer, And really an influencer is anybody that has built out some kind of a social following, whether that be on Instagram, whether that be on uh, YouTube, whether that be on uh, through blogs. Um, There's a number of different ways that 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 can happen. Right. And what you want to do is you want to go and take a look at those influencers and you want to take a look at their profiles and you want to say, okay, hey, if I'm looking for, you know, I have a a beachfront property um, and let's say what I'm really looking for is somebody that obviously is going to have some kind of a beach vibe, right, that does yoga and Sips their lattes and has a little pink poodle or whatever it is, right? That says, Hey, she's living the life or he's living that life. So you want to take a look at those profiles and figure out like, Hey, do they travel a lot when people are, when they're posting certain types of pictures and properties that they're at or hotels are at, what kind of questions are people asking, right? Are they saying, Oh my God, that's an awesome hotel. Where is that? Or, Oh my gosh, it's been so long since I've been to Bora Bora. Or what kind of question what are they putting out there? Right? So in, in, it really comes down to, you can use softwares, to potentially find influencers, so let's say you're saying, "Hey, I need to find an influencer in Los, in the Los Angeles area." You can use softwares to do that, right? Because you obviously want somebody that that maybe is that that's local. So you can either work with local influencers that are maybe looking, saying, doing a staycation, right? They're saying, "Hey, John, I want to offer you a free stay on a Wednesday night. Um, these next three Wednesdays we have available. Would you like to come stay at our place?" Um, but what what we would be willing to do is, you know, usually we charge two fifty a night. We'd be willing to let you stay there for two nights at $500, um, what would you be willing to do? What kind of value trade mm-hmm. um, can we do there to to make it worthwhile for both sides? And that's really what it comes down to because, you know, as a as a homeowner or a rental owner, you don't really know what to offer them, right? And so what I always recommend is ask the influencer what they're willing to do, right? Say, hey, listen, if I'm willing to give up $500 of potential revenue on my side, what would you be willing to do on your side? They say, well, you know what, Shane, um, I've seen your property there in Los Angeles. It's right there in Santa Monica Pier. It's, absolutely beautiful. Uh, that's, you know, I've seen the sunset. I've seen everything. I've seen your Instagram. And really what I think what I'd be willing to do is I'd be willing to do three pictures, two Instagram stories, and I'd actually be willing to, you know, fly my drone over and give you guys some footage. And then me as the homeowner or the rental owner would say, okay, it, would that be okay if I also use that footage and use your name and use this in my own, on my website as a mm-hmm. testimonial, um, on my YouTube, on my Instagram? Um, we say, yep, uh, we'd be willing to do that. Great. And then you get a little one-page agreement together, you know, so you guys are on the same page. Hey, yes, I have access and full rights to use the content that you produce. And once again, you can just kind of talk this thing out. But it really comes down to that value trade, right? Because you're trading your potential rental where you're taking that that opportunity that one or two nights, you could have been renting to somebody else. Hopefully it's a slow season and it still looks phenomenal out. And hopefully those people, that um, you were going to have somebody, you know, rent that during that time anyways, right? I mean, you kind of want to figure out what would be, a Tuesday night or Wednesday night. Maybe you do give your hot nights to the Fridays and Saturdays, but just know obviously those are going to be, you know, a little more money and a little more value that that influencer is going to have to provide um, to be able to come and stay at your property.
0: This is really good stuff. I remember years ago, I was living in England and we had a property out here in Canada and we were approached by the Sunday Times in the UK. And they were going to send, they they wanted to send out a journalist to Canada and it was all sponsored by the Ontario Tourist Board and they came and stayed in our property and three months later it appeared in the newspaper and we had a really good return on that four mm-hmm. days that this family stayed. But of course, you know, that, that was tw- 20 odd years ago. And that sort of thing sort of stretched out over such a long time. You know, you'd have a journalist come and maybe six months later, there'd be something in a magazine. Yeah. Is Nowadays, I'm assuming that it's it's all mu- much more timely. Somebody comes and you usually hear about it fairly soon afterwards. Is that is that the way it happens?
1: Yeah, I mean, it really depends on which platform they're an influencer on, right? So if you... If they're on Instagram, then obviously they can take that picture, assuming edit it, do whatever they need to do, and they can post that instantly, right? The same mm-hmm. thing on Instagram stories. Um, you know, you can go and you can post, hey, just got into the rental property here in Santa Monica Boulevard or Santa Monica Pier. This is absolutely amazing. Take a look at this. There we go. If it's going to be blog content, that can take a little longer because you actually have to have the experience. You have to go there. Same thing with YouTube. You usually have to go there. You have the whole experience, and you, you either document that through a blog post or you do um, some type of a video that can come out a little bit later down the road. But what you want to do, this is partly where this comes into the homeowner, which you have to figure out like your situation that was natural for it to come out six months later, right? You probably didn't have a contract that said, Mm -hmm. Hey, uh, John, if you're going to stay at my place in in Canada that we need that, you know, how soon can the blog post come out? Hey, it's going to come out in six months. Okay, great. You should have that in your agreement, right? Because what the problem is, is if you don't, if you just say, Hey, uh, the hey, I'm going to come out with that uh, blog article and you're like, God, that's awesome. Thank you so much. That's so cool. And you guys don't talk about a timeline. Guess what? There's mm-hmm. no timeline. Yeah. Right. I mean, it could, it could be a year. It could be two years. I mean, you might not even own the property anymore. So really what you want to do is have a very, a very, the the reason why you have a one page contract is because those are the things you want to talk about, right? Like, Hey, like, would you know, do, do you mind if I use your address? Hey, that's not a problem. Hey, are there any hashtags you want us to use? Yeah. This is what we want you to use. Oh, is there, You know, like how are we going to, with the content, who owns the content? Oh, we actually own the content. Oh, great, you're going to do a blog post. When would you expect that blog post to go live? Well, today is, you know, whatever, September 1st, and we would expect it to be live by October 15th. Okay, great, and then if they default on all of this, you should have something in there that says, hey, if you do nothing for us, like if you just go to the property and just stay, then we're going to send you a bill for the $500 plus cleaning, plus whatever that is, and then you're going to have to pay that if you do nothing right? And so all of this is just to have, it's not really to threaten an influencer. The idea is just to have a clear guidelines of what everybody's going to get out of this negotiation, right? Out of this this situation. And if you don't, most hotels and and rental owners, the reason why they have issues with influencers is because they don't talk it out. I mean, that's like, if you were, my analogy I always use is like, if you're dating, you know, I'm happily married 13 plus years, but let's say if I was, so it's been a little while, I'm a little rusty on the dating thing. But if I was to date, and I said, hey, you know what? I'm, um, you know, started dating this girl. And this and everything was awesome, and you know, we go and get married. And then I said, oh shoot, you know what? I forgot to ask you when we got married. Like, I'm, I want to have like, you know, 15 kids. And she's like, I, I don't want to have any kids. I'm like, oh, that, that kind of sucks because I, I, that's kinda, you know, that, that's we're not really on the same page. It's and I'm being a little facetious, but the point of it is, is you have to talk with the influencer. and You have to talk this out with them, right? You have to be in a situation where you understand what you're going to be getting. And there's some kind of a simple document that you can put together. I mean, you don't want to hire an attorney every time to, you know, spend $500 on an attorney just to get somebody to stage your place for $500 a night. You can put a basic agreement together. and You can have the, the template taken look by an attorney, right, to make sure you're good. But it's you know, just basic things and putting in there. Hey, this is what the terms are. This is what we're agreeing to. This is what you're going to do. If you don't do this, this is going to happen. We're looking to get this by this time. And it just, it's just a guideline. It's just a guideline. It's what everybody's on the same page because most of the bad experiences happen because people don't know what to negotiate. They don't know what to put in, in their little one pager so that everybody's on the same page. And it becomes a like, well, you know, I'll, I'll read about hotels and saying, oh, man, I've been screwed by these influencers and screw all influencers because, oh, man, they came to my place and they only took one picture. And now what are we going to do? And it's like, well, what did you guys talk about? Did you did you talk about terms? And like, no, I just thought they were going to come here. and you know, do a a 10 hour video of how awesome we were. And I'm like, well, you know, that's probably not realistic. If you charge 150 a night, like it would take them, you know, an editor and a photographer and all this other stuff to do that. You have to figure out once again, that's why I asked the influencers, Hey, for this, what I'm willing to give you is this, this, and this, what would you be willing to do? Right. And what does that mean? And so then it just comes down to terms and really kind of getting on the same page. And once again, making sure you understand what the terms are.
0: So how, how do you go about finding these people? I mean, we, we sort of alluded to it, but I'm, I'm thinking if it's a family property, then perhaps you'd go out looking for the mom bloggers because But mm-hmm. how, how do you know that one is, has the followers, you know, how, how do you get these numbers and figure out what they're worth in terms of promoting your property?
1: It's. I mean, it's all magic, really. There's. I'm just kidding. There's no magic. You really. What you need to do is. I actually do have and I'm, I'm going to send. I can't remember if we sent this over to you, but I actually do have a how to find the right influencer. It's actually a guide for the hotel industry that I wrote. Like sixty-five pages or something. It actually has some great information that can be very applicable to rental properties as well, right? It talks about a number of things. It talks about your, you know, how to find the influencers. Once again, how to how to negotiate with them. Um, what would be a successful campaign, defining your goals and metrics. is kind of the stuff that we've already talked about. But finding influencers is really, there's a number of different ways you can do it. So you can go on to figure out where you think would be a good platform. Usually the good platforms for anything like this, because for properties, it's usually like a lifestyle play, right? So it's usually somebody that's like on Instagram that's, you know, once again, enjoying the sunsets and doing this and drinking their coffee in the morning with their dog and doing yoga and this kind of stuff, which just depends on your property. Um, it's always great to have video. Obviously, it's always a good thing because you can put that on YouTube and that will continuously uh, bear fruit for you. And I think that's another thing we should touch on is I, I talked about platforms, right? So if I put something up on Instagram, um, within two or three days, obviously it goes down, right? Mm-hmm. Off, off of, because at first it was my number one pick and now it's my number 12 pick or whatever it is. That's another thing you have to think about when you're negotiating this is that is going to have instant value because it's when it when it goes up, you'll know whether you get more inquiries. You'll know you have to look at what we call, and this is going to be I'm going heavy into marketing, but what your KPIs are, your key performance indicators. For a rental property, it's going to be inquiries, right? Inquiries and rentals, right? We want to say, hey, this influencer came and we rented the place with two new people that rented it for five days and so we got five thousand dollars in revenue that would have came that came from this influencer. So if they put something on Instagram, that's pretty instant. If nothing happens, Within 24 hours, then there's probably not much that's going to happen from that for the most part, right? Depends on how much the influencer posts. If you do a YouTube video or a blog post, blogs can, if it indexes well with Google, that thing can continue to bear fruit for you, right? So if it's number one for Los Angeles beach homes, which probably is going to be hard to be number one for, right? Because there's a lot of big competitors there. But let's say it does, or let's say they do a lot of social media posting. And it drives the right type of traffic, you could continue to get inquiries each month. The same thing with a video, because that a video can go onto YouTube and YouTube, anything that's on YouTube is indexable, right? YouTube is the number is the number two search engine, right? We have Google and the number, the second one is actually is is actually mm-hmm. YouTube. Because people will go on there how to, you know, plug in a light bulb or whatever it is, right? They go in there and find stuff. If somebody knows what they're doing from an SEO perspective, from a search engine optimization perspective, they can put up a video of your property and it can index extremely well and that can continue to bear fruit for you. So it's another thing you have to think about is there's some platforms that are gonna, that are gonna potentially bear fruit long term and there's other ones that are gonna be more instant. And so you kinda have to think about how you wanna play that in regards to influencers. But So finding influencers, let's say we do Instagram. You can go onto Instagram, you can put in hashtag, you know, Los Angeles or hashtag beach property or hashtag whatever this is. And you can go in and see all the different people that have been at properties so let's say it's, you have to be more. I mean, obviously, you have to physically be there the property to be able to, to take footage or do content. So let's say, let you know, I'm in Los. Let's say Los Angeles. That's where my property is at. And what I do is I put hashtag Los Angeles, and then I start looking through there to be able to see people that I think would be a good fit for my property. And I look at their following, and I, you really want to look for people that are traveling a lot, um, that have a good following when it comes to well, you know obviously in traveling when they're out um, you know at properties or they're just kind of that lifestyle type person. Maybe they're an entrepreneur that people follow because they're like a thought leadership type person. Right. So we have, you know, the, let's just say Shane Barker's of the world. And and this Shane goes and he does all the speaking events. He does something. He seems to have a great audience and he loves traveling. He's with his family. He seems to be a pretty stable guy. He's not like in a, in a rock band and doing drugs and alcohol and crazy stuff. Right. It's probably not the guy you want to rental. So we go and we look at his Instagram and he's a family guy and he does speaking events. And it looks like he's staying in a lot of properties and people are always saying, Oh Shane, it's so cool. You travel so much. And, all the cool things you're doing. And you kind of look at the comments, you look at the pictures and you think, you know, what? I think Shane would be a good person to offer my property in the month of September because it's a little slower than that month. But once again, in your agreement, you can say, Hey, what we're willing to do is pay for your one night, which would be $250, but you have to pay the cleaning fee Mm -hmm. of $50 or whatever that is. Everything is negotiable. So you can either be the really nice landlord and say, Hey, we'll pay for everything. Like we'll even clean it and everything. Not a problem. Or, hey, we're willing to lose the 250, but you'll have to pay the cleaning deposits because, once again, we need the place to look perfect. And, you know, not that you can't clean up after yourself, but for the next people coming in, I need it to look perfect. Are you okay with that? Yes, we're okay with that. Not a problem. Here goes a little one page agreement, sign off on it, and then off to the races.
0: Okay. What? So, so let's let's switch it around. This this was about you know how you go out uh, and find an influencer. What do you do with the ones that come to you? Because you know I I see I hear this from so many owners that they're they're inundated with the with the requests like your hotels. Yeah. You know, you get the emails constantly from somebody who says you know I'm I'm a travel blogger, and and I have X number of followers and. I want to come, I'd I'd love to come and stay at your place and then write a blog post. So I get that it's a contractual agreement and Mm -hmm. it's, it's negotiable, but do these people have to have a certain amount of followers? Do you, is, is there a numeric, is there a a number for this?
1: There isn't, you know, it's, it's funny because the number thing can be interesting. So, I mean, what people, what brands, and, and I'll say in this situation, rental owners, our landlords, the thing is is one thing you have to be very careful of is just because somebody has a million followers doesn't always make it better because usually what we think is if they have a million followers and that's a million eyeballs, well, two million eyeballs assuming everybody has two eyeballs, right we can't make an assumption but in this situation we will. let's say there's two million eyeballs looking at your property and that's awesome, right We think that's awesome. The problem is is I would much rather have somebody that's more specific more like travel specific like you can have let's as an example Kim Kardashian very Known person in the influencer space. If Kim Kardashian says, "Hey, she wants to come stay at your place," there's obviously some huge value in that. But the thing you have to think about is if you were going to pay her to stay at your place, what you have to be careful of is does she have the right type of followers? Right. So I much rather, for exposure purposes, I would much rather have somebody that has, let's say, ten thousand followers, but is in the travel space, in the travel niche, and their her audience from reading the looking at the pictures and looking at the content that people are, she has more travel followers, right? So if I have a travel influencer that comes to me and says, hey, Shane, uh, I saw your property there in Los Angeles, I'd really, really like to stay there. What I'll tell them is like, okay, what nights were you thinking? How many nights were you looking for? And then what would you, what kind of content would you produce over those two days? Because that's really what it comes Mm -hmm. down to is me as an owner, what do I feel like is going to be a value trade? Is it going to be worth it, right? And if they're coming in on a Monday night and I don't ever rent my place on a Monday night And I can use this content down the road. I can put it on my website that, you know, Kim Kardashian or whoever stayed at my place. I can use that content. It's another thing we have to think about in the influencer space is it's not just them posting on Instagram. It's like, can I take that picture and post it on my own uh, property, can I or on my own flyers on my own website as testimonials or whatever? You have to figure out how are you going to reuse that content that they're producing for you. And there's a lot of ways to do that to where it becomes valuable for you as well. You know, if you have a celebrity stay at your hotel. And they sign up that, hey, you can use my name and my images. That's great. And guess what? I can go do a Facebook ad and say, how would you Mm -hmm. like to stay at the hotel that Kim Kardashian stayed at or that Obama stayed at? And then goes, oh my God, I'd love to. Well, here goes the property that you can see the reviews from Obama. He loved it. Now, Obama's kind of a a, a crazy example because obviously they're probably not going to let you do that. But for other influencers, they could. And then what you can actually do, which is, is I'm going way down the rabbit's tunnel, but you can actually, let's say it's a a, a celebrity or at least an influencer that has a good following you actually can do Facebook ads towards their following. So think about that. You have, I'm going to say Shane Barker. I'm, I don't think I'm famous by any means, but let's say you get Shane Barker, right? And he stays at your place. And you're like, oh my God, Shane Barker stayed at my place. Can I use your picture and your content? Absolutely, you can, not a problem. Then what you do is you do Facebook ads to my audience that I have on Facebook, yeah. to a, face, a custom audience, to, to and then have my face on there and say, how would you like to stay at the place where Shane stayed at? In theory, the people that follow me I would like to think that they would go, Oh my God, I would love to stay sleep in the same bed that Shane did, which is really not that exciting. But for most people, some people that might be exciting and there we go, they go and they they click on it. And now you're, you're generating more revenue from an ad that was, or from somebody that posted something on Instagram or posted, you know, whatever, a, a blog post or something like that.
0: Let's move to measurement then of if this works, how do you know it works? How measurable is the effectiveness of this sort of campaign?
1: Yeah, that's the question of the day, right? It's like, well, how do we know? So, I mean, what I usually recommend is with influencers is I'll, what we'll do is I'll just say, okay, hey, with Shane Burke the influencer, what I'm willing to do is, um, how about this? How about if we run kind of a campaign? And so we'll sell um, a thing where we'll get $10 off or $10, excuse me, 10% off of the stay uh, for anything over two nights or something like that, right? And so what happens is, is you use, you know, SB10, right? And here they can, let's assume you have your own website, right? And you can use the code SB10. And it was really cool. The owners of the of the, uh, the property said that they'd be willing to give my audience 10% off. Um, anybody that wanted to stay there for any two nights. So you guys just wanted to give you that code. It's SB10. Go ahead and go use that. Uh, links in the bio. Go click on their the, the, their website, which you can see that up here. And you can put in that code and get 10% off, which right now it's $250 a night. For two nights, you're going to be getting $50 off. Um, you know, Make sure to let them know that Shane sent you. Something like that. And now I know because of Shane's ad that he put out there and the SB10 assuming they have their own website and a place to put a coupon code then i know that that's the, the increase are going to happen and those happen because of this influencer that, ties it back
0: yeah ties ties it back in indeed so you say you say as long as they have their own website you're talking about the influencer having their own website
1: no, 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 I'm, as in the, the rental property
0: the rental or whoever property. the landlord is. Okay. Right. Yeah. And I mean, this is something that we're, we we push with every owner now. It's very easy to get onto Airbnb and just rent your property, but you put all your eggs in one basket. You have no branding of your own. So we're encouraging as the, the, the book direct movement and get all these owners to create their own websites, have their own branding, and then they can do this type of thing.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's what you have to do because what happens is then you go to, I mean, it can even be just your address, right? Whatever it is. 128 Los Angeles com. Great. Well, then what happens if people go and they click on it, they see your property. And then is the thing too, is maybe they can't rent from your property. Then you can, then what the influencer says is, Hey you guys, um, what you want to do is you just, when you send, you click the contact us. And then what you do is you just put SB 10 and they'll know that mm-hmm. you came from me and then you're going to get the 10% off. And then great. So now they go to the website and they go and they put in the SB 10 and then I reach out to them and then we go and we book the, the hotel or the, the rental property. But really at the end of the day, you should have, you should be able to rent from your actual website. I mean, that's going to be the key to this whole thing, right? You don't want people, anybody that has to go through three, four, five, six, seven steps to rent from you, is, that's going to be a problem. That's every time is one more chance for them to leave and, and go to somebody else.
0: Yeah, I, I, absolutely. And this, uh, as I say, this is what we're, we're pushing for at the moment is for Independent owners to become more independent and yeah. and get this branding done and out there because they they're just going to get completely lost in the weeds otherwise. So I'm loving this idea. You haven't mentioned Twitter at all. Is is does Twitter have a place in this?
1: I mean, Twitter is. You know, it's funny. So I always explain Twitter is like Facebook to me is like a dinner party, and Twitter's like the drunk after party, you know, it's always like, you just never know what you're going to see on Twitter, right? It's a little bit of a a crazy situation. I mean, obviously you can filter down and and, and look for certain conversations. Uh, Twitter to me wouldn't be as strong as a Instagram because Instagram is very visual, right? Pictures and video. And that's what you want to show off is your property, how beautiful your property is. If somebody, I mean, you can put a picture on Twitter, but it's just not quite as aesthetically pleasing as it is on Instagram. And people spend a lot more time on Instagram Mm-hmm. um and, and they're, they're they know that they're looking the aesthetic there is kind of like like a lifestyle and this is what we're doing and this is all the cool stuff i'm doing i mean in theory everybody that posts on instagram is perfect not really i'm being facetious but you know it's like this kind of like oh look where they're going oh look where they went not too many people go to twitter to look at the pictures about travel it's just not quite as popular i mean i would say it's the instagram youtube and then blog posts would be the three things and if i was well man, i am a property owner but what I would look at is the places where you can get the most exposure when it comes to rental properties.
0: Okay, so in Instagram, YouTube, Twitter. What, uh, but we did mention blogs as well, and because, because yeah. there is a longevity about a blog post. For sure, absolutely.
1: Yeah, I mean, I really like my website, shaneburker.com. I, I, all of my leads that I get are all, all inbound. So what I mean by that is all of the traffic that I drive is because of the blog articles I write, right, and the keywords that I use. So if you're working with a travel influencer and they say, hey, they have a really great blog and they write tons of great content and they write a great review about your about your property. Once again, if they use their address and they put in some very specific keywords, anybody that hears about or you know they can index for certain types of keywords, that thing could continue to bear fruit for you for a long period of time. And so that is something that you want to take a look at it, assuming that the travel influencer knows how to put an article together from an SEO perspective. So that's important too. And it's hard as a, you know, as a landlord, you have to do everything right now. You have to try to figure out SEO, but it is important to take a look at that and, and look at their blog and say, Hey, yeah, it looks like you're putting out consistent content. You have a lot of people that love your content. You can ask them, Hey, what is your, you know, send me a media kit. Like how much traffic are you getting to your blog? Well, I get, you know, 30,000 people a month. Okay. That's great. So you have to assume when that blog post comes out that they're going to send it out and. And then what do you do to promote your blog post? That's another thing you ask. Well, I do an email blast. I, I do it on Twitter. I do it on LinkedIn. I do it on Instagram. I promote it everywhere. And then I re-promote it every three months. Great. Now you're going to continuously, in theory, you know, they're going to keep promoting your review, but you have to ask them. Just writing one blog post is awesome, but you have to ask them, what else are you going to do? What else do you usually do with your blog post? You have to get the terms down. That's the most important thing. Uh,
0: I think I think that's great. This is something I hadn't really thought about before Is is what what you've termed negotiation and just to set out the terms so that both parties, like in any contract, both parties know exactly what to expect from each other and, and who has what responsibilities.
1: That's the biggest thing about it. it really just comes down to communication. And, you know, the problem is, is as an owner of, of, uh, of property, it's you just don't know what to negotiate, what you can negotiate. Right. And influencers are like, well, I'm just looking for a free stay. So there's, a, I mean, that's why I teach a class at UCLA. It's literally, I'm trying to get influencers and brands to be able to work together better. And it's no different than this, right? I would love for property owners and people that are landlords to be able to work with influencers better, but influencers don't know what to offer. And the people that own the properties don't know what to ask for. And so we're, I'm always I'm trying to get education in there in the middle to for them to better understand, like I said, how to be able to have that, have a great relationship. Because there's some great stuff that can happen once you, you know, if you have somebody stay at your property on a night, nobody was going to stay there and you get like kind of some free marketing.
0: Yeah, this is going to go down very, very well with a lot of people, and I, I can see them now all out there looking for the influences in their niche. And it, it, it's a couple of things come to mind. You know, we have a, we have properties that are, uh, as I say, very family friendly, the sort of beach type properties. But it really comes down to, from what I'm hearing you say, is pinpointing the right people who have the right amount of audience who are willing to contract with you and you are going to reap the benefits from that.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And you know, there's a cool part about it too is that you can also qualify them by looking at their profile. Like I said, if you're uh, John, the hard rock singer that does drugs and alcohol, that's all I can talk about is probably, he's going to tell you that on his Instagram right? Usually, right? So if you can look at that and go, Oh, that's not the guy that we want, right? If they reach out to you, or you can look at it and hey, he's the family man that's always out doing this. I mean, that doesn't mean they're going to be perfect, but at least you're going to have a better idea of who you have a potential agreement with. And the cool part about it is, is there's millions of influencers. So if you have one that you're like, "Mm, I'm not really sure, Mm -hmm. don't do it. There's no reason to do it, right? You always got to follow your gut feeling. Not every I mean, and that's another thing too just because you have one bad influencer doesn't mean all ba- all influencers are bad, right? I mean, it's no different than tenants, right? You have a, you have 10 great tenants. You have one bad tenant. That doesn't mean all of your tenants moving forward are going to be bad. It's just you got you get a better idea for when it comes to the interview process. That's another thing I do. I talk with all of the influencers before they would rent any of my properties and just say, hey, just wanted to get on a call with you real quick and see if you got 10 minutes. Yeah. So I just want to talk to you a little bit about the property and kind of tell you about some of the unique perspectives and kind of what we do and you know, all the restaurants and stuff like that. And they go, that's awesome. Like if I have any more questions, like you want someone that's generally interested Mm -hmm. in your property as well. Right. If they're just like, no, we just wanted to stay there for free. It was just one of the ones that we found. You're like, okay, you're not really that. And you just want a free stay. Yeah. Right. I want somebody that says, listen, I've been looking at a lot of properties and yours looks absolutely amazing. And I just would love to get a little more information about it for the blog post or for the Mm -hmm. article or the video or whatever that may be.
0: Yes, and that really was my next question because let's say somebody comes comes to you and they are a very well known influencer. And and I guess um, an owner could be a little bit starstruck and mm-hmm. forget or, or not want to get into this negotiating side of it because of the nature of that influencer. But I guess you're saying is you just go regardless, you go through the same process regardless.
1: Yeah. You say, Hey, you know, John Smith, thank you so much for reaching out to me. We're really excited about you, uh, about the opportunity of you staying at the property. As you've probably seen in the past, we've had, you know, XYZ celebrities of these influencers stay at the property as well. Um, One of the things that we like to talk about is, you know, how we can make this a a win-win for both sides. And we would love to let you stay at the property for two nights. What we are wondering on your side, like, what would you be able to do from a PR perspective to be able to help us get exposure to our property? And how would you go about doing that? Mm -hmm. very valid you're saying hey listen we've had other awesome people like you stay which kind of tells them hey like you're not the only awesome person who stayed at our place right so there's something about that right and they go okay they get that and now you're going to talk about what you're going to do because they're asking you for a free stay two free stays whatever that is like there needs to be an exchange right if there's just one sided exchange there's only one person that's going to be mad in that situation and it's going to be you the property owner
0: yeah great points hey Shane you've uh, you shared so much really really useful information now I mean many of my listeners are independent owners but you know we have a lot of listeners who, who are running pretty substantial property management companies and i I'd, I'd like you to share what you could do perhaps for, for for some of them if they wanted to reach out to you
1: yeah for sure Yeah, I appreciate that so um, what I will do, and I, I think we talked about this a little bit, is I do have a free ebook that they can download. It's about, it's about 64, 65 pages. And what it is, is, and I can, I'll give it to you as well, Heather, you can put it in the show notes, but it's just shanebarker.com and then it's forward slash influencer dash marketing dash hotels dash ebook. So that's a little long, so we'll, we'll put that, give that to you for the show notes, but you can go there and download the ebook. It'll give you a lot of information. Um, The cool part about that is that I also do consulting as well. So that can either be a one-off type thing where I I teach, you know, whether it's a larger company that has a lot of rental properties and I can do trainings or it can be one-off type like, Hey, we received this email. What do you think we should do? But I I do consulting because I really want to educate people on how to make better decisions. And that way you can really start leveraging the influencer marketing because there's millions of influencers out there and they have followings that are really, that are intrigued by what they do and want to do what they do. And we want to, once again, be able to help to, to get those individuals to come see these properties and figure out how you're going to get the exposure that you need to be able to get more rentals from it.
0: And I will put, uh, put that, in, yes, it was quite a long address there. <laughs> I'll put that, I'll put that in, in, in the show notes and then anybody listening can go into the show notes and download that ebook and, of course, get in touch with Shane if, uh, if you need some help on establishing an influencer campaign. Um, you do much more than that though, don't you?
1: I do, yeah, I do uh, any kind of stuff like SEO. So in other words, if people want to be found online, I do a lot of um, inbound marketing. So if people are looking to once can create some kind of a funnel where they're driving traffic. we What I like to do, because I actually myself uh, am a real estate investor and I flip properties myself. So I have a real estate company, so I'm very familiar with the space. What I try to help people do is, you know, a lot of the, my clients are going after the the big players, right? Whether in the rental market or in the real estate market, and they don't have millions of dollars to go up against these guys. And so we figure out other ways to drive traffic, um, whether that's Craigslist ads. I mean, there's a lot of different ways to do it. And we help people come up with plans to be able to do that and then be able to leverage it and, and, you know, really go up against the, the big guys and be able to, to drive some more traffic in a more creative way than most people don't know about.
0: Perfect. Well, I shall put um, links to shanebarker.com in the website, in in the show notes as well. Hey, Shane, it's been an absolute pleasure talking with you. I've learned a ton and I know that uh, that my listeners have really enjoyed our chat. So thank you so much.
1: Yeah, Heather, thank you so much. Hey, I do have one more thing to say. This this could come back to bite me in the butt. (laughs) Anybody that if anybody needs some consulting, I also do a lot of traveling myself. So I and of course, now you know what to negotiate with me. Um, I'm also open to that as well. I do a lot of traveling. So if you're in an area and, and I might be come and meet with you, so please reach out to me. I'm willing to do trade outs as well. That's always I'm always down to travel and have fun. So I love that's, that's I
0: it. love that idea. I love the idea of a little bit of exchange of services.
1: <laughs> Why not? Why not?
0: <laughs> thank you so much, Shane.
1: All right, Heather, thank you.
0: That is great. I learned a lot from that. And it's interesting, the whole idea of negotiation. I I really like that. Make sure you know what you are willing to offer and what you want in exchange for that person coming to stay at your property and be very, very clear about it. That's definitely something that I think we all need to be considering. So uh, while I was doing my research for this particular um, episode and thinking about uh, influencers and influencing, I came across a book. This is my book of the month, considering I'm not doing book of the week anymore, book of the month. It's called Beyond Influencer Marketing by Cloris Kiley. So it's primarily written for sort of service providers, for consultants, for coaches, for health and well-being specialists. Uh, it's really written for them and how they can connect with influencers to uh, promote their businesses. But when I read it, I thought, "Oh, there's a lot in here that could impact the way that we work." And there's a couple of things that came up in this book. That we didn't cover in the interview with Shane, Cloris talks about blocks to getting out to influencers, and I can understand this. You know, one of them is you don't know where to start, and another is you pursue the wrong kind of influencer. And Shane definitely alluded to that. So. That's that's quite a useful section in the book it's about overcoming common roadblocks that would actually prevent you from connecting to an influencer in the first place. And then she talks about the difference between being persistent and being a stalker. I, I I completely understand this. I mean, you want to connect with people, you want to get them to be interested in what you're doing and your property, but you don't want to be bugging them. Five times a day, so uh, that that was quite a useful section in the book on um, being persistent but not stalking your chosen influencer. She has six success factors to consider when searching for an influencer, and again, this sort of builds on what Shane was saying. So, if you're interested, go get this book. It's a Kindle book. It doesn't cost very much, and and it's it's quite an easy read. One of the issues that Chloris does bring up is how you can be ready for the influx of inquiries after your influencer has been to stay and then has made a post or a blog post or put something on Instagram. And of course, what you're looking for is this great influx of inquiries. Are you prepared? For that influx? Do you have a list building mechanism so that when these inquiries come in, you can get those onto a list and then market to them? Because, you know, you may not be able to meet their needs straight away, but you may do in the future. So it is really important that you have everything in place. So perhaps you have a landing page specially created, create some lead magnets that would interest the people that follow that influencer. So so here is an, here's an example. Let's say that your property, uh, your location is very popular for people coming to train for triathlons, let's say. So you've connected with a an athlete, um, and perhaps somebody who runs Ironman, who comes to a lot of these triathlons, and maybe has been to one in your area, and you've made a connection with them, and encourage them to post something about how they can you know, best place to train would be in your area, and here's a great place to stay. So I'm just thinking about this off the top of my head and it's sort of growing because we're in a, (laughs) I'm in a a popular triathlon training area and this has really sparked my creative juices here. A a great lead magnet to produce would perhaps be the 10 best cycling routes in the area. Cycling routes that cover 20 or 30 miles, the best, three of the best runs and, and maybe the best places to go open water swimming in the area or something like that, something that's going to appeal to the people who might contact you after seeing the post that the Iron Man influencer has put out on his blog or his Facebook page or his Instagram account. So do you see where I'm going here? You've got to think several steps ahead. You can't just sit there and go, oh my gosh, there's an Instagram post about our place. And then have an onslaught of inquiries and nothing to send to them. So think ahead. This is part of the campaign. And I'd like you to you know, certainly make sure you do that. Uh, the last part of uh, the book, Beyond Influencer Marketing, is a list of six influencer categories for service providers. And Cloris talks about podcast and YouTube hosts, bloggers, TV show producers, leaders of local groups and associations, chambers of commerce, community programs, etc., coaches or trainers leading a group, a summit or mastermind program, and local business owners. Just have a think about the different types of categories that would be open to promoting your type of accommodation, and separating them out like that. There's then six key, six key questions to ask when choosing or when when looking for each of these different category influences. So for for a for a relatively inexpensive um, book. Beyond Influencer Marketing has some really good tips in it, um, that definitely complement the ones that Shane has given you today. So just to repeat that, and it will be in the show notes, Beyond Influencer Marketing by Cloris Kiley. Well, no resource this week, unfortunately, um, my my trusty uh, advisers, Mr. Beaton and Mr. Bayer, um, haven't come up with anything this week, so I'll be beating them solid and expecting some good resource for next week. So watch this space. <laughs> so anyway, we've just about reached our time. It was a, such a good interview with Shane. I've I've taken on board. Uh, so many things that he talked about, made a, a long list of notes and I'm all set to start looking out for my influences. Okay, as ever, if you like the show, I'd love it if you would uh, go to iTunes and leave a review. It's we all love reviews. And I am no different, and I'd love it if you went and left us a five star review on iTunes because that that always brings more people into the podcast and and creates a huge network of um, of listeners. Um, the other thing I wanted to mention is don't forget that every Wednesday at two o'clock E S T two o'clock Eastern, we have a what we call our office hours. And it's an hour where sometimes it's myself and Mike and Jason, and we all get together and we do this on Zoom and you can come along and join in and ask your questions live. Or if you don't want to be live, you can ask them in the comments. It's a really good opportunity to network and to hear some other people who are out there doing exactly the same as you are and who have probably exactly the same questions. So, if you are interested and you want to know more, can you can you send us an email at support at and Mike will um, will make sure that you get a link to the next Zoom meeting. We'd love to see you there. So don't forget to go to the show notes and download Shane's ebook. Um, it is, it's there. Um, if that, that's, if you can't remember the, the more lengthy URL that he mentioned in the interview. So we've got it on the show notes. So just go over there while you're there, leave us a comment, tell us what you liked and, um, tell us about your pathway to influences. And, you know, I'd love to hear the stories good or bad. If you've ever had somebody come and stay and they never, said a word about it. They just came for the free stay. Let's hear about that too. Because I know there's some of those stories out there. You know, I certainly had them from my experience. That's about it for this week. It's been a pleasure as ever being with you. If there's anything you'd like to comment on, then join the conversation on the show notes for the episode at vacationrentalformula.com. We'd love to hear from you. And I look forward to being with you again next week.